So we have Beth and Brandon from Blue Health, Blue Zone Health, um, and I'll just pitch it over to you guys, kind of explain what is Blue Zone Health. It's right here in Nashville for those listening, but uh, what is it? Sure. I'm Dr. Brandon Lonatzis. I'm a chiropractor, and I own Blue Zone Health. Um, Blue Zone Health is a multidisciplinary healthcare facility that we put together, uh, focused on the promotion of health rather than the treatment of disease. We all feel, and all of our providers feel, that we can keep people healthier and promote health and help people make the right decisions for their health care and their family's health care instead of trying to put out fires because of lifestyle choices. That's basically what we're all focused on. And um, we're a place where you basically have a team of healthcare providers in different facets of health working for you and your family. I think symbiotically, like as CrossFit affiliate, those those like mission statements just kind of like Match really, really yeah, well, yeah. very integrated. And uh, anything about that now? Well, sure. I, you know, I'm a, a part of Blue Zone Health. I'm a family nurse practitioner and providing care for families of all ages there. And just a, a really excited to be part of something bigger and focused on my area, but also have the support of other, other areas that make it all work well together and like we complement each other. something I've wanted to do for a long time. So right happy to be joining. Yeah. Yeah. When, so, Brandon and I were in like a business networking group. That's how we met years and years ago now. I don't know how long, but um, when he got up and like you do like a little five minute spiel or something, he like got up and pitched his and I was like, do we just become best friends? (laughs) (laughs) It was like super. (laughs) What is a soundtrack to me? It was just super similar. We both had the same kind of like missions, you know? So yeah, so it'll it'll be cool to talk about um, the similarities and some differences too on how we approach it. Yeah, I think speaking of which, that's a good jumping off point. Something you brought up before we started recording was how do we define health? Like in the CrossFit community, you know, we have our definitions of everything, but how do we define health? And is that congruent with how you guys see it as, you know, yeah, like in the medical field? Like Greg Glass, when we got it started CrossFit, he was very like scientific and measurable um and so he came up with you know definitions for everything so i don't know if you guys you know blue zone great health do you, do you have like a definition of health or i i don't think we've yeah. spelled it out yeah. perfectly I, I actually one of the things i agree with the cdc on is their definition of health because it's not the ab- they say it's something to the effect of health is not just the absence of infirmity right it's not just not being sick right it's mental health it's your overall well-being, it's your body's ability to adapt. You know, getting sick is a reality. It's going to happen. But how fast do you come back from it? Can you come back from it? That's really where, where health comes from. And and I personally, you know, from a kind of chiropractic standpoint, uh, define health as our body's ability to adapt. Right? Um, and, and that can be a, a applied a lot of different ways. But how well can your body adapt is really where it comes from. Right? That's, that's that aligns kind of pretty well with what? Yeah, like, philosophies are too. Say so. Yeah, like to to simplify the CrossFit definition, it's basically your ability to, to do work, whether it's like a short sprint or a long endurance event and different modalities. So whether that's you know, running, biking, swimming, lifting heavy weights, the um, and over a long period of time. So that's how they define health: is your ability to basically do work, a broad range of work over your lifespan so so like that functionality is like kind of right. innately mixed in like just the use of your body which is an indicator of your health a lot of you get whatever you want whatever you want right even with surprises coming your way yeah which right. is life right yeah and there's also the, the fit sick continuum so they teach the further you are from fitness the closer you are to sickness and vice versa it's we, we view fitness as a hedge against sickness um so we, we kind of use that with with our uh, clients and members as hey this isn't just for your for your muscles this is for your overall mind body spirit type right for sure variation 
For sure. Yeah. I think that's it's interesting when you, you had asked about us coming and asking about health. You know, I I appreciate a lot of these different mentalities of, of thinking it very measurable, very scientific, but um, I've come to learn over 23 years of nothing but it's not always the same. I mean it's we're all different, right? We're not right. cookie cutters and but when you ask that question, I actually brought cheat sheet too, because it's similar. I'm like, you know, really what the definition defined by the dictionary, even like, you know, it, it right. literally says the absence of um, illness and the absence of disease. And I, I was kind of taken aback by that, just even reading it in the dictionary, because to me, health is so much more than that. And um, so it is a part of the medical field that that's just the accepted, just because you don't have disease, just because you don't have an injury. but. I really look at it in a similar, you know, it's it's your physical health, which is huge, and that's what a lot of folks really focus on, but it's also our mental health, yeah. our spiritual health, our, you yeah. know, most, all of it combined, and I, I think we sometimes will identify there's a problem with our physical health, so we focus on that, but yeah. there's a problem with our mental health, so we focus on that, but if you're not focusing on all of them together, they all work together, right. so yeah. to me it's more of an optimal, but I guess I was, my definition of health was very different than what the dictionary well, um, yeah. was defining. It's, it's interesting too, but that absence of, of, of sickness, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the way I look at it is that inevitably we're going to come across this, so it's not just the absence of sickness, it's how yes. your body responds to it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we need sickness and actually in order to be healthy. Well, and I, I tell yeah. people that all the time, I think especially sitting in the gym today, you'd appreciate it. I, I use that as an example all the time when people tell me, I don't want to get sick, I don't want to get sick, but, you know, just when you want to build muscle, you have to work Right, you got to stretch your body and out in a way that's going to have you adapt. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's the same way with our immune system. Yeah. You know, we, nobody wants to be sick, but when you're exposed to ordinary exposure right. to germs, your body adapts and, yeah. and learns, and um, so you strengthen it. You know, it's kind of like environmental hormesis, right? It's absolutely. Like, sure. yeah. Same same kind of concept. We talk a lot on here in CrossFit lingo, but applicable is uh, stimulus and adaptation, and it's like it's the same. It's the same verbiage. Really. Well, and exactly like kind of ties into our favorite quote of the month. The difference between a, uh, a remedy and a poison is the dose. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that I mean is very applicable here as well. Yeah, that that just reminds me of something on a tangent here. I, I once uh, was watching, I don't know why I do this, go down rabbit holes of um, skeptics of like holistic medicine and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this guy was on stage talking about, I don't know, quack, you know, quacks in general, and he was talking about uh, homeopathy, and he's like, you know, I have this bottle right here of homeopathic, homeopathic, homeopathic medicine, and uh, watch this, and he took the whole bottle and he said, I'm not going to die from taking this. And, and what kind of quackery is this? And I'm like, your standard for a, a medicine that is like effective, it, it needs to kill you if you drive right. yeah. like that. Right. That's well, besides the fact that there's something to be said over the, I mean, how potent the power of a placebo is, regardless. Sure. It's one of the most powerful effects that we have. If your body thinks it's healing, it will. Yeah. And even if that was the only instance of its efficacy, that in itself is very powerful enough not to dismiss. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I mean, like, food is medicine is a, is a common, you know, thing, and, and so it's like, if you eat this whole orange, you're not going to die, even though it's help, it's going to help your body heal in a lot of different ways, so. Right. Um, yeah, it can help you. I know, I was just saying, I mean, anything can help or harm you. I mean, that's what right. I look yeah. at it. I mean, it's, and it's not just what you put in your body by food, it's what you watch on TV and social media yeah. and all of the things. It's what you're exposing yourself well, to. And the thing that they, they're qualifying as, as potent medicine, the, kind of the caveat to that is that if you pop those down like TikToks left and right, you are going to be taking something that's well beyond a remedy. You're just going to be poisoning your body. Mm -hmm. So that's the, I mean, that's the great danger of just us piling those down and, and, and just choking our throats as many throats as we can, right. is that we lose our own like, autonomy and capacity to heal ourselves, yeah. which is a great loss. And I, and I think that circles back to the dictionary definition of health there, right? The absence of infirmity. When you're talking about pills and medicine, we, we could have patient Jane Doe on paper, right? And she could have really good blood pressure, and her temperature's on point, and her heart rate's good, and, and all these different objective parameters. That's what's going right? on. Yeah. And we could say, Jane Doe is super duper healthy. And then Jane Doe walks in, and she's you know 350 pounds, yeah. and she's on 12 different medications right. to achieve those objectives. That are all making it seem like as right. a, So is that is that healthy, right? right? And, and I think those parameters need to be met. She's got Band-Aids on underneath. There's 
mean it's right. like the gaping wounds. Right. And and how do we this is something we talk about in practice all the time, is like how do we inspire people to and, and empower people to, to take for autonomy, yeah. Right. Yeah. We become the, like so dependent on pharmacology right. and, and big medicine. Um and, and think they're responsible for yeah. our health, right? And if something goes wrong, they'll fix house it. House of cards. Right. You know, any wind will blow it. Right. Actually. We're kind of seeing it happening right now. I think what drew me to CrossFit and, and coaching, at least in a lot of ways, was kind of like reading the writing on the wall that I was a phys ed teacher beforehand and I worked with a lot of younger, like elementary school and all this, and it was like, this is all going in a really bad direction, like health and, and obesity and what they feed kids and what they teach kids and what is something that's actual, like, you know, hands-on that can make a difference. And it seems like you guys kind of found that with your practice as well as like almost in, in an easy way to say it, like a counterculture to, to what the traditional medicine is in the United States. Challenging the status quo. Right. Yeah, it's not working. I mean, it needs to be burnt down to the ground. Clear as day that our healthcare system is failing us. We're sicker than any other country in the world. Yeah. Our, our healthcare outcomes are we consistently rank last in the world, and we spend more than anybody else on healthcare. And it's a it's a travesty that all we're good at is catastrophe. It's all we're good at crisis care. Yeah, yeah. crisis care. That I mean, if that if that's our specialty, we're doing something horrendously wrong. We're right. waiting for people right. to get sick. Right. We're waiting yep. for a problem, not preventing. Exactly. Or Make this conversation really meaty. So, <laughs> underneath all this dysfunction, to me is money. Right. Mm -hmm. Underneath all this dysfunction of the system is profit for people who don't have the right to me that don't have the right morals in place. Oh. So how how do we as I'm going to say health professionals, how do we fight against that? Like, is the way forward promoting this kind of health system where it's like a, you guys have this integrated model with multiple different, um, you know, practitioners and um, using fitness and nutrition and, and the holistic model of health? Sure. Um, you're, not, you're not wrong. The system's a complete clusterfuck. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it's awful and it, it de incentivizes health, right? Yeah. If you're gonna make money off of sick people, why on earth would anybody want healthy people? Right. Um, and that's where we were, earlier we were talking about socialized medicine and, and that incentivizes right. healthy people because you can't have this drawback, but from what I've my experience right. it worked really well in the places I've seen it. Yeah. Right. And um, you know we talk all the time, Beth and I, about like to we take insurance, to we not yeah. take insurance. We could double our revenue tomorrow if we stop taking insurance. Right. But on the other hand, the, the challenge is now we've and you're a cog in the system. We're, too, we're yeah. a cog in the system, or but we also want to make healthcare good, healthcare accessible. Right. That's what I mean. Like, then you then you're kind of kind of chained to the like right. the less than satisfactory healthcare. Right. Model, yeah. It's hard. I mean, you know, we instantly lose a, a vast majority of people can't afford to yeah. just pay out of pocket. Absolutely. I know so, personally many people that have absolutely. even gotten sick and died right. from the lack of health care or right. at least lack of adequate. Right. Yeah. You guys know the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States? Oh, I'm not surprised. Right. Bill. Yeah. Medical 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 medical. Number one, the leading cause of bankruptcy yeah. is medical. Yeah, that's probably the slightest scale of affairs that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's even the way it's set up. Insur you know, health insurance is not really different than car insurance, house insurance, and not on wood. You know, I, I pay for all of those things. I've never had to file a house claim. I've never had right. to file a, a claim against the car, but I absolutely need health care. Everybody does need yeah. health care. So it's set up in a similar way of paying into this in case you need this. And I just, it's just not the right way to do Yeah, medicine. God forbid you do, but we're all going to. It's just a part of the human experience. Yes, we're going yes. to have babies and need support. We're going to age and need support. I mean, yeah. we're going to have accidents or illness and need support. It's, I, I just boggles my mind. It's set up in such a similar way as my car and being a safe driver. So um, you guys are trying to kind of rebel against it. Now, uh, as, as far as what the, the normal status quo is. So, but however, do you think that there is going to be enough momentum and a revolution of people being able to in mass rebel against it so it actually makes a difference? Like, how do you see, what hurdles do you have for the rest of America being able to do that? Well, I mean, that's a very big question, but to, <laughs> um, to 
my first initial thought is the only way change happens is by a small group of like-minded people that are willing to literally a revolution. It's the to, only way yeah. things really do change in situations like this. So yeah. um, it's starting in grassroots and building change. But it seems like you guys education. are taking on a daunting but worthy task. Yeah, and I really like what you just said there, Beth. And you know, one of the other thing, you know, like I, I agonize over this at night. Like how do how do we change this, right? It's so messed up. Yeah. What are we going to do? Um, you know, if we had a billion dollars, that would help. We don't. Um, Just but, drink and then get treated for Long-term solution-wise and something that, you know, is, is down the pipeline for blues on health is to come at people with proof, undeniable evidence, yeah. right? And, you know, at some point we will hire like a, a research person, like a PhD, uh, hopefully we have multiple blue zone locations where we're doing this thing and changing the status quo and we can prove, you know, objectively that what we're doing is keeping people healthier and ultimately yeah. costing the system less money, right? That's the only way right. that I can see, like, maybe we'll open somebody's eyes. And, you know, we're going to hate that. Is big pharma. Yeah, the well, that's, that that's the problem. You've got powerful opponents. Right. They don't want that to happen. You know, right. Powerful right. opponents, though, that I think are running an um, unsustainable game. So, yes, they're powerful right now, but if you if you just look at that bubble that they exist in, like, that's a bubble that's going to burst eventually because it's not a sustainable game they're playing. Right. Well, like, uh, like, as far as insurance, would it be because there was like a CrossFit insurance company and the way it worked is everybody pays 500 bucks a month into a pool oh, yeah. and then you, if you have an injury or you need to go to the doctor, you apply for um, a reimbursement or whatever. And, um, and in order to be in that insurance, you need to prove that you get your heart rate up three times a week. And um, you know, it's just from a pool of like healthy people, which, you know, there would be definitely some problems with that, but, could you approach changing the system through health insurance since that is kind of like, uh, seems like a big, big issue? So, so could you like start your own sort of health share system? I think they're called. Yeah. Like, I, I don't you know. know. A lot. Or, yeah. Um, and then you buy, because now it's mandatory you have health insurance or you get fees, you know, tax penalties or whatever. So if, if it covered that, so you're covered as far as penalties, um, so I, I thought that was a cool idea, and I don't know if it could, you know, that could be a grassroots thing that eventually grows. Because if you have healthy people paying 500 bucks a month, like I know I I pay a lot more of that insurance, um, so I'd be saving money. If you have healthy people paying 500 bucks a month, like that creates a big pool eventually, and sure. everybody's covered. So I don't know if that. Have you ever thought about something like that? I, I thought of like how how would we do insurance the right way? Yeah. Um, I. I, don't, I, I thought the question, I, I haven't answered it yet. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I yeah. certainly fantasized about it. I wouldn't know how to start that, but yeah, it, it could, you know, that could be a potential way out of this. Because do you think the, like the issue, do you think you could solve the issue without fixing health insurance? Or do you think the health insurance model supports sick people? Question. I would say the latter. Yeah. And I, I'm biased, yes. obviously, but I think to treat the the cause and not the symptom is to have a population that's innately healthy. Yes. And preventative through yeah. diet, exercise, and lifestyle, and then yeah. you don't have such a big issue with health insurance if people don't need it as much. They're right. not sick all the time. Right. We we have to get out of the sick care model. There's a quote from the Medicare guidelines that I always bring up about. I don't remember what what number guideline it is from the big Medicare. Um, guidebook, but it basically says any treatment that seeks to promote health or prevent disease is considered not medically necessary what? and therefore is not covered under health insurance. I'm laughing, but I'm trying. Right. <laughs> this is the gold standard of like yeah. health, health insurance policy, and that's what they think. So it's, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not a health care, it's not health insurance, it's, it's just right, a sick care model. Yeah. Like if something bad happens, which we're doing nothing to prevent, right. then then. So, and that's a hard part you're working against because it, it, there's going to be times, no matter the best efforts of any person, that we have huge health. You know, right. you get in a car accident and you have, you know, cancer. There's certain things that, yes, we can minimize the risk of things by being a safe driver, by taking care of our bodies, and, you know, hopefully right. we don't. But there's always going to be these catastrophic situations, in, yeah. you know, with our health. So you know, you can't just 
you can't just right. hope for the best. It doesn't yeah. work like I hope a tornado doesn't. Snake work eyes well. will eventually I mean, come I, up yes, if you roll the dice enough. It yeah. does. Yeah. It does. So I just it's one thing to gamble with something like I, maybe I'm not going to yeah. insure my car is paid up. It's yeah. not. You can't gamble with health like that. Right. So I think yeah. that's can't. a big part we're up against. Why not get another shot? It's yeah. almost like yeah. to compare it to car insurance. It's almost like. You know, we have car insurance, but then the cars, like every lug bolt is encouraged to be weak and we never check anything under yeah. the hood. It's like, don't, don't ever get, take it to another right. candidate and get it oh, checked yeah. out and prevent stuff. Wait yeah. till you, your wheels fall off the intersection. But yeah, there's no oil in the car, but it's still <laughs> running. So <laughs> you can't afford to, to check the oil, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah. No, that's a very good, very good yeah. analogy. But what about, you know, if, if, I got in three car accidents this year. What would happen to my insurance premium? Right, it would go up. Right, they, yeah. they say, "Oh, you're a risk. You're gonna yeah. pay more money." Do you know Some, someone that can already not barely afford it? Right, but there's some accountability to us yeah. as consumers to say, "Like, hey, I better be a safe driver." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't have anything like that. Well, that, that I mean, not not to uh, highlight something I'm sure you already know, but. You're, you're facing so many different difficulties. Like, I think America himself, as Americans, just because of the system is the way it is, that we've grown dependent on this model of care that people don't want to have their own autonomy as where their health goes. They want to wait till they need blood pressure medicine. They want to wait till they get diabetes. They want to wait till all these things happen because it's just what they've been conditioned to do. So trying to fight the tide with or trying to... Um, reverse that model of let's give ourselves dependency on ourselves, we can keep ourselves healthy, we can have someone make sure and check that we're on the right track, but not wait till something bad happens is another, I mean, huge obstacle I think we have to overcome. I think it's, uh, no, I, I mean it is, but it goes even a step further because you know you wait till you have high blood pressure and then you just want a pill to fill the fix it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can do that. I'm right. a prescription authority. I'm happy to do that. But yeah. have we tried A, B, C, D? You know, exactly. Have you exercised? Change your diet. Yeah. Right. And there, but that's a mentality. So you know, at the end of the day, there's people that absolutely need some of these pharmaceutical interventions, yeah. and you know, um, for a lot of reasons, whether it's for Blood pressure, mental health, you know, there's so many reasons yeah. to use pharmaceutical options, but have we tried the whole alphabet of right. options first? And but that's the, the one they least want to do. That's yeah. the one they least want to do because it takes more time yeah. or effort, or you may not be educated on the options. Right. Um, you know, and that, that's a hard, that's a very big obstacle that yeah. I face every day is not just for people waiting to get sick, but when but, they are sick, wanting the easy I mean, people like the idea to just pop this pill, you're good again. Don't right. want it, yeah. Wait, right. And that's how it's marketed, too. Yeah. Absolutely. You watch like the commercials it's like wow that's freaking sickening do you, yeah. you guys know speaking of commercials that there's only two countries yeah. in the yeah. world New Zealand where they can legally market yeah. drugs to the consumers and I forget the stat it, it, don't quote me but it, it's some ridiculous thing like if you watch an average amount of TV per day as like an average American in, in the course of like 50 years bombarded like yeah. 10 days of your life has been watching Drug commercials. Yeah, that, that's like in, yeah. insane. I don't, I'm like, I don't maybe I do need this. And you know, they're so manipulative and they're so yeah. unclear. And we, the thing they've also done really, really well is like at the end of the commercial, what's always at the end of the joke? Absolutely. bleeding out of your eyes. Your yeah. fall off. Like all this stuff, but we don't even hear it anymore because like we're your grandchildren. Tune that, tune that out. Oh, it's, it's, it's really it's, it's dark. Yeah. Is what it is. The, 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 the blue zone, the name of your company. Yeah. <laughs> your um, organizations. Well, one thing that I lived in Okinawa, which I pretty sure it's a blue zone. Yeah. yeah. But they're extremely healthy minded, and it's not. It's not even like. It's so instinctive that it's not like forcefully healthy minded. They right. just live their lives like that. Right. Exactly. So that would be a complete reversal of what we do. Because we're like, we have healthy people, but they're they're all more looked at as, as obsessed with their health. Right. If we want to eat healthy, they're like, okay, that guy's a weirdo because he's trying to eat healthy all the time. Right. But there, it's just part of growing up. They eat healthy. It's not eating anything unusual. People in the, in the mornings, you'll hear like a morning exercise routine. The whole village will get up and the kids are all doing stretching routines and stuff like that. You hear, it's kind of weird. It feels kind of communist in a way. But, <laughs> but they get out and everyone's doing their morning stretches. And it's just, it's integrated into school and to work and everything else. But yet, over here, it's just, there's none of that. It's because of our, our desire to be independent. Because Americans like to be independent. We like to have freedom. We like to have liberty. 
there I think it's almost infringed upon is no, why would we do this as a village? Right? I, I think we've also created through like this, I don't want to get political, but like through you know capitalism and you know greed, corporate greed, we have created a culture that, that doesn't care about that. Yeah. Like, right? We want satisfaction, yeah. we want the Coca-Cola, we want the We've been influenced by the powers that be to think a certain way. Right. We've all fell right. Exactly. It. And if you spend, you know, ten days of your life over the course of fifty years watching yeah. drug ads, yeah. like that's that's programming. That that happens. That's imprinting and, and yeah. um, that that's how you change a culture, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something me and Eric talk about all the time. And this I'm gonna pull up a Spider Man quote real quick. Do uh, it. That's the Uncle Ben <laughs> part of Uncle Ben he said, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So if we want to be sovereign individuals then that means we have we also have to adopt the responsibility for it. Sure. Um, and we lack that, and <clears throat> well, I was thinking when you're talking about the whole Okinawa thing, like uh, in my phys ed days, we learned about the, the JFK presidential challenge, and in, back in the 60s, he, he made this big campaign um, to get as many high school students fit as they could through uh, diet and exercise, mostly through the phys ed programs, like across the U.S., and he said the biggest threat to democracy is an unfit population, and for that time, like statistically, it was like the fittest like generation of really? high schoolers there ever was. Oh, six, yeah. But it was like implemented from the top down. Not to say that I think what we do is like this grassroots bottom up approach, which is part of the equation. I think that's gonna get traction and that's gonna make change. But if, if that is met in the middle with the top down, like a leader who's health conscious, who understands, hey, we need to fix this through lifestyle and through supporting this in the public schools and educating <laughs> children and changing the, the perceptives of uh, you know, dependency and all that. That's, I think, how we could get out of it is if we met in the middle with something. But you're, you're gonna, one way or the other, it's going to be hard. Well, something's going to give, I think. The levy will break. I thought, like, COVID would be something like that because it was so, like, because uh, it was so, in, in the beginning, it was just scary. Nobody knew what was happening. Panic, yeah. It was, yeah, panic. But then it started being very clear that the, the healthier and fitter you are, yeah. the better your right. chances were. Right, people yeah. were like, oh shit, like if this keeps coming up, like we need to all get fitter and like better our chances. And then, I mean, like a, 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 lot, a right. drill, a fire alarm, I mean, right. a fire drill, whatever. And then, drill. unfortunately, it all became, <laughs> you know, the, again, pharmaceutical company, that's what's going to save us, um, which, and that became politicized, so you can't even like really talk about it in like a clear data driven way without people getting angry and politicized about it unfortunately but i was i was pretty hopeful i was hopeful when COVID started and i think some that would be something good to be had from, right I, I think there's still some of that out there it's just that yeah. you're right it was very suppressed by you know yeah. political pharmaceutical all of that and the well the, then the it goes like if you start media, i mean everything yeah. just and what what i found interesting is that if you started heading in the direction of that narrative then you were like, I mean, I'm and no, I'm vaccinated. I'm not anti-vaccine any anyway. There's good for some people, good for a lot of people. But if you started saying that, then you'd be aligned. They just start categorizing you as now you're anti-vax. You're saying you should be healthy rather than take a vaccination. Not saying either or. You do right. both. You can't even have the conversation, right? Yet, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And one one thing you know when we're creating what we're doing here, Blue Zone Health is. You know, we we made it clear, and, and it's a lot of good conversations between you and I that you know, we're we're not pro or anti anything. If anything, we're we're pro autonomy, right? Yeah. We're, we're pro well informed decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of time, you know, like guess what? Your TV commercial isn't really going to inform right. you well. It's going to nefarious motives. Right, nefarious motives there. So so we see our job is to inform people yeah. and empower them in their decisions. Now, if you're going to make a decision that's going to potentially harm yourself or your family, then we're going to right ability, which we've that's had to do. Yeah, but. Um, for the most part, autonomy, right? Right. And being able to make choices There's about such magic in autonomy when, when it's not clear, you know? And that's what almost the hardest part of creating health is that ultimately it comes down to the individual. We see that with us. I'm sure you I'm sure you guys see it with the people you work with, but if someone's not ready to make that change, that it's, you know, there's nothing much you can do. Well, in a way, the water, that is, you can't make them drink type of scenario. Right. Like, we know this works. When right. well executed, when you better just like, ready to receive it, I should say. Yeah, and even that, there's there's even some flexibility, and I think that's why I landed in such a, I'm not pro, you know, one thing, or anti, I'm pro-choice, pro-education, yeah. and individual decisions, but I, 
you know, I, I do joke, and it's a running joke with all my patients, is that I usually have an opinion about just about everything, and I'll share it if you want. Um, but if you've had enough of my opinion, that's okay too. But we right. have that conversation. But at the end of the day, I think what really started to change my perspective is, you know, we're taught in the medical world, you know, if this is a problem, you do this. It's very cookie cutter. And, um, I, I use even diets as examples. You know, I remember my first patients that told me they were going to go on a keto diet. And I remember being very judgmental. I didn't say it all to them, but out loud, but thinking, how are you going to eat just meat and nuts and cheese? And you're going to have the worst cholesterol and you're going to this and that. And, and some of those patients had the best cholesterol. Yeah. They had, they lost weight. They felt better than they ever right. have. Some of those patients didn't, and it wasn't the right thing for them, but it, the keto diet was the right thing for yeah. some bodies. Yeah. And it's not, so kind of working through that, and that's part of the practice of health and medicine is it's not a one size fits all. the individual solution. Correct. Right. Exactly. An individual solution. So that's why I just, I can't in any any capacity feel like I have to push one thing or right. anti another because what works for me and my family might not work for you yeah. or what works for my body might not work for yours and I think that started kind of evolutionizing the way I looked at health and medicine is just a less less judgmental well, where's the information yeah. and trial and error and figuring out where we land to optimize health really. I think that, that just the pillars of what we can all push for I think which is widely regarded as this is a good thing to do is that we just need to sleep well, eat well, and uh, exercise. And if we have those things in mind with stress management, then we're going to start heading in the direction of a, of a healthy life. Right. right. And, you know, coming coming to terms with that and, and leading the horse to water is the easy part. Uh, two points, I guess, to just follow up on what you just said. We, we recently um, added mental health care to our, you know, practitioners. Um, not only is there a dire need for it, but I, I kept thinking like, okay, we're making it easy. We're presenting people with the evidence. Like we have led the horse to the water. Why aren't they drinking? Right? Yeah, drink, and, fools, and drink it. You know, there there is a mental health crisis on on our hands in the country as well. And you know, it doesn't need to be like on an extreme level. But I do think that not loving yourself enough mm -hmm. to take care of yourself is a mental right. health oh, issue. Oh yeah, there's an illness. And, and yeah. that, that's where we brought that in. And then on, on top of that, the other thing I want to say is, um, you hear Beth talking about her, the way she practices medicine. And um, Eric and I belong to a mastermind together. We've been meeting once a week for, I don't know, half a decade oh, now. A mastermind? Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and we just set goals and talk oh, about okay, our you know, know. businesses and vision for humanity. and. Um, I've been looking, uh, before I met Beth, which was very certain that this happened to be at urgent care when we got COVID, um, I had interviewed a half a dozen primary care providers, mm -hmm. and every single one told me the same thing. Their selling points to me was, I can see patients really fast, right, and I can do like high-level exams so we can bill a lot of money. Wow. And it was so eye-opening to me that like, this is what, this is what makes a quote, air yeah. quotes, good provider, right, in our healthcare system. See people really fast, give them a lot of drugs. Right? in and out. And, and, you know, make sure we get as many diagnoses as possible. Yeah. Right, and, and this is what's sexy to the big uh, healthcare industry. Right. Um, and it was so refreshing to meet Beth and experience Beth as a patient before, um, before like, having a well, job interview. Uh, what's, what's funny is that I've had a lot of these same conversations. So I think it, it, the, I mean, this candle is ready to be lit. It's all, the, the whole, all of America is disgusted by the system. So if you can equip them with the knowledge like you guys are trying to do, like we're trying to do, then I don't think it's all that, um, it's all that unlikely of a possibility that it'll catch fire. And the statistics are out there. A lot of the big research, you know, if you Google John Hopkins, you know, leading cause of death, 2014 or something, they did this big study. You know what they found to be the second leading cause of death in the United States behind heart disease? Yeah. I, iatrogenic death, right? So death that was called, caused, that wouldn't have happened without the medical intervention that they had. Yeah. Right? That, that's John Hopkins, not, not a, you know, from National Community College. Publishing this study and found that death that wouldn't happen without medical intervention. So, if they had not had this medical intervention, they likely would not have died. Most uh, is it like pharmacy? Yeah, so I thought that includes pharmacy. There's a lot. There's a lot of different things, and there's a lot of variables. Uh, and that's like you need to break that statement down. Yeah. I'm not anti-medicine, right? right? I'm not anti. I, I think everyone gets into the world of healthcare with good intentions. Nobody's like, yeah, I want to 
But but like gets indoctrinated into people, right? Just like all yeah. the people that I interview like find to be a primary care provider, like it just gets indoctrinated. And you see that, you know, like who who's writing the textbooks for med schools? Yeah. Guess who? I mean, it's literally, they're sponsoring the textbooks yeah. at Harvard Law. I mean, Harvard Law. Like, that, wow. that's pretty sick. That is, yeah, that's how we use industry. So as far as, like, if you were to say, like, pillars of health, like, um, I, so we, were, we just started watching the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Everybody's <laughs> watching it. Health. <laughs> but, uh, mental health is a big part of that. I thought you were going to say that. But, like, watching that, I was it just was, like, shocking to me. Like, oh, he's, like, super lonely. And, like, I think, like, in general, people are incredibly lonely right now, whether that's because you can interact purely through a computer and, you know, put on a fake uh, persona or whatever, and it's not, like, you know, truly you or whatever, but one thing that is cool about CrossFit is it kind of scratches that where you have a community and it seems like you guys are, are doing that too. And um, so like, I think with CrossFit, we can kind of check that pillar of like, you know, mental health community, uh, plus just exercise and getting your heart rate up. And then, um, you know, exercise itself, um, we do well, that pretty well. Antidepressants that yeah. there is, yeah. Um, and nutrition is the foundation of our program. Um, but like if someone comes in and they're, they're already, you know, in need of an emergency, we're not going to be able to do anything or whatever, but, um, but like, what, what are your kind of pillars and, and how do you guys address that? Sure. So we kind of, you know, piggyback off of, so blues, blue zones in general are not my ideas. Dan Bootner from National Geographic went and studied these places where people live really long around the world. Yeah. I watched a Ted talk when I was like fresh into chiropractic school. And it like totally changed my reality and inspired me to say like, yeah. this is what's possible for humanity. Like these people aren't even trying, right? It's like, just, this is just how they live. Like, why can't we do this? Like, so I, I really follow a lot of like what they have found that these places have in common, right? Belonging to a community, like being part of something bigger than yourself, right. whether that's a geographic community or an ethnic community or a religious community, whatever it is, right? Uh, in Okinawa, I think they he references like these things called moais, right? And it's like your little group that you grow up with and, and a lot of these people grow to the age of 100 together yeah. and they support each other in life and finance and, and a very collective sense of unity right there. so belonging to something i think is important right like a social interaction you guys definitely have that i think that's amazing we're trying to build that with our programs our yoga club our walking club our community garden etc right um, oh, you guys have all that at the blue zone yeah oh wow yeah um of course, what we put into our bodies and, and how we move our bodies, right? Um, and, you know, the reality, I think we can all say, like, CrossFit's not going to be for every single person, but, like, there's a there's a relative amount of exercise. You know, I, every person could do CrossFit. I'm not, yeah. not down with it. Get out. Oh, right. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, in some capacity, I think relative to who you are, right? right. Yeah. And not every 80-year-old person. It doesn't have to be the only thing that people do. Right. Yeah. But, like, I have not, I've never seen a, a health, a, a fitness place have such a strong community as CrossFit. Yeah. And I think that's something you guys have above any other gym I've ever been to. Yeah. It's like... When, you, when you're here, whether you're new, whether you can like deadlift 600 pounds or 100 pounds, like you feel like you belong <laughs> and average, and like that was huge for me. Because I know very is always like, I'm always like so self-conscious. I don't want anybody yeah. to see me. Yeah. You don't want them to talk to you. Yeah, right. It's, it's exactly. a different environment. Yeah. You want people to engage with you. Yeah, yeah. right. I think like just with the, the things you named, the pillars, right? If we want to look forward, right, what's going to get us back to homeostasis as a species we look backwards. What sustained us for hundreds of thousands of years? We were small communities, we were tribes, we ate raw, we ate whole foods that came from the earth, animals and vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds and tubes. And we hot dogs. And hot dogs well, I, naturally. I, 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 yeah, I know food choices, it's not a hard fast food, but I do generally tell my children, my patients, like if it didn't come from the ground, it's try the mother. Yeah. yeah, try to avoid it. So most things, you know, Oreos, I love them. They didn't come from the ground of right. mother, so it's occasionally an okay thing in moderation, right? Right, sure. I mean, everything. Yeah, it's, but no, that it is very, you know, it's been tested over yeah. you know, thousands even of the, years. The right? raw physicality of living a human life 
up until 100 years ago, maybe less, was tenfold what it is today. So like I always kind of esoterically view CrossFit as like this, uh, this man-made imposed environment that mimics our, exactly, our old yeah. environment. Right. CrossFit's based on have some type of daily struggle. Daily struggle and yeah. functional patterns and variants. That was life for hundreds of thousands of years, and now that's gone, and it, we're not served by that being gone. So we need to replace it, even if it's imposed. You got to pay to come here and do it. You still need to do it. You need to get your daily dose. Yeah, you do. You do. I, I often think, like, one of the things that fascinates me so much as a healthcare provider and owner of a healthcare facility is like ancient people, right? Like, how did we live a long time ago? Or uh, sometimes I watch videos of um, like uh, native tribes, like the first interaction with like modern society, which is kind of sad, but to see how those people live. And, and the one thing that I always notice is like those native tribes that like haven't seen civilization, they're always happy. Oh, yeah. Them, right? Because where they at? their stress isn't like, oh my God, Joey said I mean, something about me at work. It's <laughs> like, so can, so I, can I hunt this deer and put right. you know, feed by And if one person's victory is the next person's victory, too. If they get a deer, right. then the other people are going to eat, too, you know? Right, exactly. So there's so many like amazing conveniences that have been provided by technology, but at what cost? And it seems to be right, helpful. Right. But yeah, one thing, when I was in Hawaii, they had like a cool, they had. Like they they showcase the tradition of like ancient or you know natives there or whatever, and uh, I think a lot of like traditions of like oh you come of age you do this and like they had just such a strong like community of yeah, like yeah. different steps as you grow and like nobody has that now. You know, know America I think we're desperately void of it. Yeah. We don't have a sense of culture like right so many other places do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to bring up Hawaii because I, I lived there for a number of years and one of my oh. children was born out there. You lived in Hawaii? I did. Also, I did. with the military out there. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was, it, it definitely had a more of a community vibe mm -hmm. and there were so many more households out there. There were three generations, you know, yeah. grandparents, parents, and kids. Um, and it was just a different vibe. And yeah. it, it was a healthier, you know, uh, it was a different way of life. Well, I wouldn't different. exactly call Native Hawaiians the healthiest <laughs> well, people. I, I Yes, well, they actually do, in fact, serve spam on the McDonald's menu. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily identifying a certain Right, but they're, they have, they're a happy people. There are, and it's actually a very big Asian influence, actually, yeah, there, yeah, that yeah. I noticed the three generations and before, in the Holocaust. Yeah, before Western influence, were they more... Yes, they, they were much more healthy. Yes, yes. Yes. We came over there and just desecrated yeah. them. There's a bunch yeah. of canola. Yeah. 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 Good luck. So, like, as far as people who who should come see you, I guess, or, like, what... Who, who can you help? <laughs> I mean, the, the obvious answer is like everybody. Everybody right. should should strive to be, but I don't think that's good enough. And, and I put the challenge out there that the people that should see us are the people that that care about their health and their family's health and want to do something about it for right. everyone. Because we're not. I'm not going to say like we're not Advil, we're not Tylenol, we're not drugs, right? Yeah. We, we we might use those things, but uh, we're not an instant fix. Like, yeah. if you see a chiropractor with back pain, I, I will be the first person to tell you, like, you want to be out of pain tomorrow? Yeah. Take this. Right? That's not me. Right. I'm going to help your body heal from the inside out, well, and guess what? That takes time, right? Well, cool. but like, if you are dedicated to actually creating health from the yeah. inside out and the promotion of your health, go to CrossFit, yeah. come to Blue Zone, we're going to create people that, that live long, healthy, vibrant and take pride in the fact that your effort is giving you those results and it's not external, right? right? It's like you're taking that responsibility to, to make the change. Sure. One, one thing that I'll say here, I use it specifically to mobility, like mobility soft tissue work, whatever, um, is that, I mean, essentially, you're trying to learn to be the mechanic of your own body, right? You don't want to have to rely on, let's say you tweak your elbow. You want to be having like some basic repair skills on mm -hmm. yourself and in a more broad sense, I feel like that's what, you guys are trying to do is allow people that autonomy to be able to fix it themselves or prevent themselves from getting hurt in the first place. Right. Or have the tools, yeah, yeah, exactly the knowledge and the tools when you need, you know, a higher level of care. Yeah. What you can do on your own. What can you do to prevent? What can you do if you do run into a health or physical issue? And then when do you escalate to actually? Yeah. Being right. So there's some things that you can't do yourself. Right. And right. That you need the experts. Yeah. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. And in, in chiropractic philosophy, which is you know, books and books and books. 
about like our philosophy about where health comes from. We have this concept of innate intelligence, right? That our bodies are innately intelligent. And if you give your body what it needs to produce health, it will, right? It's gonna and like, people say to me all the right. time, like, hey, you healed me. And I'm like, nope, I, yeah. I literally just moved a bone. Right. Your body healed you, right? Like yeah. you did the work. Right. And, and I know we're running short on time, but consider this, right? Uh, there's roughly like 70 trillion cells in every single one of our bodies. And at any given time, each one of those cells is performing up to like 6,200 wow. individual functions. It's stunning to think about. Like NASA can't believe that body's doing in any moment, right? 70 trillion times 6,200 processes every second, wow. right? Um, so I, I just think that the greatest doctor of all is inside us. We need to glean what we've learned from like over time about where health comes from right. and things we've talked oh, about today. And, and, embrace our bodies and our natural inborn wisdom yeah yeah that's, that's, so in short it's kind of for people that come see you are people who are ready to kind of put in the work and fix put in the work to see long-term like health benefits that's pretty similar to us like we're not going to be quick fix like seven minute abs like you know starve people to make them lose weight like and uh and i think that's like a, a different type of population too. It's not a superficial yeah. fix. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, like, we'll see anybody. And you don't right. have to do the work, right? right? But we're going to teach you what it is and how to get the best out of right. what we provide, right? There's plenty of people right. we all take care of that aren't, don't want to put in the work. But at least we've empowered them to make that decision for themselves and, yeah. uh, and educated them. Well, I think just being exposed to that environment where you're trying to, they develop a language for perhaps heading in the direction of that, even if it's not so, as someone that's very enthusiastic about it, but they're going to be forward, kind of like if you go to Mexico, you're going to start learning to speak Spanish a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're the same kind of principle. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say that. Like, if you're around people that are, you know, in, you know, that's their culture or whatever, you kind of get infused in the culture. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Go to Blue Zone Health. Sign up at Primal Athletics. There you go. Find what? a CrossFit affiliate near you. I guess, like, what are your actual services, though? So people, like, sure. I know you have oh, yeah. acupuncture. Sure. So we have um, primary care. We have mental health. We have chiropractor, chiropractic. Um, we have acupuncture, massage, um, and um, <coughs> I think that's it. Do you dry needling or no? We, it kind of overlaps with um, acupuncture. acupuncture. Yeah. Um, dry needlers in the PT world and acupuncturists don't have a great uh, oh really there's, a, with each there's, other. there's some contention there well uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know just talking about my our acupuncturist at the office um, you know they, they go get a master's degree and, and lots of education and if you have a, a physical therapy degree I want to take a chiropractic degree you probably go through Basically, you can go take a weekend course. Well, dry needling, I think, is yeah, supposed to be right. more like Western medicine, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. And I'm sure there's merit to both. I, but I, right. you know, I don't have a bad thing to say about either one. I have patients that get right. great results with both. Um, but no, we don't do dry needling. We do have a right. licensed acupuncturist. Is there stuff that you guys are intending to add on in the foreseeable future, or not anything that you want to talk about just yet? Not really. More, you know, we're, we're trying to keep the things that we're doing fairly mainstream, right? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of um, wellness centers, right? And you can do all kinds of different things that I fully support, but I don't think the mainstream is ready for it. And if yeah. we're trying to create like a mainstream movement and revolutionize healthcare in our community, like it's, you know, like the, the hippies like me are gonna go do Reiki and sound healing yeah. and crystals and all that stuff, right? right? But like, that's not for everybody. And I fully understand that. So I think what we have in place is, is what we got. Um, but the programs that we do, like our community garden and our walking club and the yeah. Buffalo Star Hiking Club, stuff to bring people together around healthy activities. So I know we're short on time. I'll be quick. And, uh, so with that, that just reminds me of this, is that with this renaissance of like psychedelics as a, a potent medicine for healing mental illness, is there any, are, do you guys... Are you pushing for people to explore that that kind of realm there? I personally, I went a little background real quick. I went six weeks at an ayahuasca retreat, yeah. and that was some of the most life changing experience of my life. And I saw people going in there just shells of humans. They were shadows of a man, and then they came out the other side completely reborn. Not not to get too mystical there, but it completely changed them. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's there's some uh, 
there's some merit to be had perhaps encourage the right people to go there. Yeah, I, I think it's important, you know, just like I joke that I usually have an opinion about everything, yeah. um, sometimes I'm, I, I'm very straightforward and say I don't have an opinion about something because I don't have enough knowledge or information, and that's something that's, you know, quickly gaining more traction, and I'm definitely fascinated by it, but that's mm -hmm. when I just don't feel that I have a full opinion on it. I think that's, you know, I've, I've learned the most and grown the most as a person, as a provider, by keeping an open mind to things, and um, and, and learning to admit when you don't know enough about something and then taking the time to learn yeah. about it and as things evolve. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I just not, don't have much legs to stand on just yet. Right, having right. Yet. and I don't have to. It's okay not right. I think we're in this society. Well, it's good to be able to say that, too. Right? Yeah, that's like, a skill myself. myself. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah. I don't. So I, I, I don't, but I'm learning it. That's right. okay, too, to not have a... Oh, yeah, for but, sure. But definitely something I, I intend to learn more about and learn yeah. to as more information is emerging, for sure. Pretty much on the same page. Like, anecdotally, I have friends that it completely transformed them and changed their yeah. lives, and same thing with patients. Um, it's not something I can endorse yet, because or like provide in our office because I don't feel like I know. Right, enough. just kind of click the knowledge. Right, right. right. Um, I think it's gaining some major momentum, and I I do think there's there's a lot to it. Um, I think that zeitgeist kind of aligns with what you guys are trying to disrupt the system. Right. In many ways, they're doing the same thing for mental health, almost exclusively. Um, there, so. Kind of the same, those same uh, challenges that you face, they face too. I'd say the tides are turning, yeah. and I'm yeah. hopeful yeah. that there's others out there that are on the same page. Yeah, 20 yeah. years ago, it was it was this type of knowledge was very scarce, I yeah. guess, or wasn't talked about at all. Yeah. Right. Right. I think the I mean the rise of the internet has allowed us to at least to. Not be right. our voice silence. Yeah. No. And it, it's also our biggest opponent too. With when you've got yeah, the media exactly. and uh, you know the media, yeah. pharmaceutical companies fighting against blessing and a like curse. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. a hundred percent a blessing and a curse. I have a love hate for social media. Yeah, me too. Things, you know. I very much believe that the cream will rise to the top. Yep. Eventually. So. I mean, that's, that's keep the good intentions yeah. and keep serving. Just be optimistic and hopeful. Yeah. Be yeah. the change. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you got questions about Blue Zone or about uh, Primal Athletics, any other locations, just send them this way, and we'll see you next episode. All right, thanks guys. <laughs>